1: Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Getting It Out podcast. That is not the usual way I would want to lead you into an episode of the podcast with nearly a nine minute song. But unfortunately, today, that is fitting as I just woke up to the news that mean Pete Kowalski has passed away. From his fight with cancer and uh, i thought it fitting to open with a track from ether coven that one was with a certain sorrow in our eyes from the 2021 ep language is the instrument of the empire pete was a guy that i've had on the podcast a few times a couple times i should say and uh, he was very kind to me and uh despite a lot of his reputation of course the guy was known as mean pete for many years as a member of, uh, until the end and remembering never. And of course that continued. But, uh, you know, you hear things about people, you're told things about people from other friends of yours about how this person's like this, this person's like that. And, uh, he was not any of the things that I was told to expect from him. He was nothing but kind. Uh, we spoke pre-cancer diagnosis in 2020 and then again after, When he was in remission i thought things were in the clear so i am a little shocked to wake up to the news this morning the last time we talked for the podcast was nearly two years ago just about two years ago um it was about this this ep language is the instrument of the empire since then he released other stuff with heathen prayer and another record for with ether Coven called the relationship between the hammer and the nail Uh, And if you look back at his uh, output artistically, it's pretty prolific and very impressive. Uh, So that's very cool that he was able to uh, get all that done in his lifetime. Respect to the guy. not only for his excellent musical output that I've enjoyed over the years, but also for always saying the things that were important to him and championing his causes, whether that was veganism straight edge in the early days to the more social issues that he was very vocal about, uh, in more recent years. So respect to Pete, uh, his friends and family who were obviously most closer with him and, uh, everybody who lost somebody today, uh, that you loved, cared for, admired, whatever. Rest in peace, me Pete. And thank you for being my friend. Yesterday, I was pretty positive that I had something I wanted to talk about at this portion of the podcast when I sat down to record it. And today, I totally forget what that was. That's okay, because I'll tell you about the diet I'm on this week. It's a diet I've done before. I've probably told you about it in the past. And there's a funny thing about this diet, and I'll get to it. Uh, This diet, for me, all it is, is no dairy, no sugar, and no alcohol. Just for five days. I call it my no fun five it's a Monday through Friday. I just don't do anything fun. I uh, drink a gallon of water a day and eat a bunch of good for you crap. And, uh, it makes me not miserable. It's fine. You know, exercise, right? I should throw that in there. Plenty of exercise too. usually able to knock off, uh, five to six pounds in a couple of days, which, you know, that's a little, little accelerated from, from, from a normal, uh, weight loss perspective. And, uh, it's timely because I need to go to the beach next week. I don't need to go to the beach. I could not, but I am going to the beach for a week. Um, I think I might've mentioned that. In the past, um, in a past episode from last week, but so I don't know if there'll be episodes next week or not. I haven't decided yet if I'm gonna continue that part. Anyway, you'll get there one day. Anyway, what, what I'm saying with the funny part to me is that my little diet that I do is like basically just how a lot of people I know and I'm friends with have just lived <laughs> the majority of their lives: no sugar, no dairy, no fun, no alcohol. It's a uh, it's what we call the vegan vegetarian uh, diet, the vegan vegetarian straight edge diet, I guess is what I'm doing. And uh, respect to those people for uh, having a personality through something like this, because it's not something that's easy to maintain. Um, You just become like this weird uh, sedentary nerd. And I don't know, (laughs) I don't know why I'm saying that. It's not true. Obviously Uh, you get a little healthier, but it's funny how uh, in my mind I'm getting like healthier by the minute, Like every time I drink another 16 ounces of water, don't worry. I'm keeping track eight ounces down today with my morning pills, (laughs) my morning pills from my little uh, pill collector thing that I take stuff out of. Uh, Don't worry. Those are reasonable age appropriate pills. I just like to take a a vitamin and some krill oil and uh, allergy medicine, you know, the normal stuff that a 38 year old man takes. I'm only 38, by the way, so quit trying to make me 40. That's what a lot of people do. A lot of people try to make me 40. I'm not 40. I'll be there one day. I've talked about this before. I'm moving my birthday when I get to 40, by the way. It's no longer going to be where it's at. I've decided when I hit that mark, since I am on the back half of my life, I get to move my birthday. And I don't like where it is currently, so I'm going to move it. It's a big debate in my family. A lot of people don't like this idea. In fact, I think I'm the only one who does, which makes me double down even more. Anyway. I don't remember what I was going to talk about on this episode of the podcast. I don't remember why I even brought up the diet thing. If you don't want to have a diet, that's cool. Don't. If you don't want to exercise, that's not cool, but don't. Um, And if you don't want to listen to the rest of this podcast, well, too bad. You're already here. You can't turn it off. And you shouldn't because I have an interview with Chris Ramos of Dead Heat. Dead Heat is awesome, right? And I might have. Talk to him about this. I think I might have cut it out of the interview uh, that I'm showing you. But what, when I first heard of Dead Heat, when they first got on my radar, as I like to say, was their split with Mind Force. And I thought the Dead Heat tracks were better. And uh, apparently I was, I was in the wrong. Uh, because Mind Force then went on to blow up, and I think Dead Heat is finally about to do the same. I say finally, but it's funny how quick a lot of this material has come out. They put out a lot of records in a short amount of time, but this stuff, Endless Torment, is their best. And to further drive home that point, I'm going to play you the title track from the EP. It's called Endless Torment, and then my conversation with Chris. Dead he actually been around. We've
0: been around since like 2016, the the very end of it. Like that's when we kind of like made the band and like put out, recorded a demo and everything. We didn't start getting active until like the early two, 2017, though. We had like maybe one or two shows in 2016, and mm-hmm. then that was about it. But other than that, 2017 when we kind of like started popping off, doing more.
1: I asked that because you've already released a ton of shit. It seems like this is well, I don't know yeah. how many EPs you got. You got the split. You got two LPs done already and that's a a lot of material we have a demo
0: like yeah it's pretty good I I wish we we did it more consistently like it's been like two years since the last thing we did so it's like World at War we released that and then we recorded that a year prior to that so it's like all this stuff that we had was from like 2019 from World Mm -hmm. at War and we've just been playing that ever since and so this stuff we recorded it last year in like October and it's just barely getting out now so it's it has been
2: good.
1: That's better it's than the delays good. before, at least. That's you know, it's getting it's getting better. It seems for the release after the last few years. Those COVID years really fucked up a lot of releases, but yeah. it seems like it's getting back a little bit or more on track.
0: But yeah, it, yeah, it's been it's been way better than like consistently wise. Like we've been putting out more, at least recording wise. And I feel like in the next year, like we're we're trying to put out another LP after this. Mm-hmm. So that's just gonna add to the, like the. I guess, uh, the roster of what we got. That's
2: we, awesome. What's we have t-
0: two members too. So it's like, we have more than enough, like ideas now just to put it together.
1: Well, tell me a little bit about like a, a, a brief, a brief background on dead heat. Uh, I don't know if, I guess a lot of people will probably call it, probably do call it crossover, hardcore thrash, whatever. Somewhere in in that realm. Just tell me about where it all came from, how you got together, how you started this band.
0: When we started this band like, like I said, like in 2016. It was more or less an idea of like both of our old guitar or our old guitarist Anthony, which was like he was like always in all of my bands kind of like growing up, like after like probably 2012. After that, like it was just more like and uh he connected with our friend Justin, who is our guitarist now. And they wanted to start a band that was like Leeway, Cro-Mags, very, very New York crossover, like and then just have like a whole like West Coast vibe to it, like thrash vibe I guess, like, and then make it sound like DRI, you know, and that's how we kind of started and then we eventually like got into our own sound after maybe like the first whole demo record and then we put out that certain Death. and I feel like that was like our complete sound for a minute and then like it just changed up over time, but we're like we we started off as a crossover band, basically crossover hardcore. Obviously, we're hardcore kids, so we're in that realm.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think it's uh, one of the rare exceptions of hardcore kids starting a crossover thrash band and having it actually just like be really fucking good there's been a couple of examples of this in the past of course power trip is like the the, the obvious big one you have like living in fear in atlanta who were yeah. very successful at it as well um uh, maybe not the name recognition but like you know still just a band that's really good at it you guys one of their songs too. are you yeah yeah <laughs> awesome well uh the uh where did, where did you come from? And I mean that specifically, like we all get like into it from a different, uh, different, a different end. Like was it, was it punk? Was it metal? How did you find hardcore?
0: I guess it was punk. Like for me, like when I, uh, I, I, I want to say I was like 15, 14, like freshman year, I started going to like a lot of backyard shows. And now here it was like, like punk backyard shows, like boy punk, like mm-hmm. very like, uh, fucking spike jacket. Everybody's just wearing colorful hair, and like I was into that, and that that's, that was more or less the scene around. And there was like a couple hardcore kids that like I that were I was friends with, but I didn't really know as much. And so like I started going to like shows with them, and then they I just I basically found a new uh way of going through it because I I was going to like punk shows before, and then I started stepping into the hardcore shows, and I just saw how like more I don't, not violent, but like it was it was scary. It was, it was more like, aggressive. Yeah, it was very intimidating going into like those shows, and I was just like, and it I I drew to it because I, I don't know, I liked going stage diving. And there was a lot of that going on, and like I was like, yeah, I like that shit. I'm gonna, <laughs> and then like my first time watching, I remember I got I got knocked the fuck out. Like somebody <laughs> smacked me like backhanded, and I just like I woke up at the end of the show in my friend's like car, and they were like, oh shit, you finally woke up. Cool. <laughs> but I'm like. And that was, I forget what, it was a straight advance. It was like, like force of change or something, something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. and now that's what I remember. I was just like, oh shit, uh, what the what happened. But that, <laughs> after that show, I remember going the next show and washing as hard as I could. Cause I was like, you know what? I have to, I have to like, uh, not reward but fucking
1: redeem yourself,
0: redeem myself. There you go. That's yeah. The word yeah. I was <laughs> And after that, I think it just stuck with me because after that, I started like volunteering at the the venue and going to all those shows, seeing as many things as I could. And, like, and then, like, I just started becoming friends with like these bands that would come through because they were like, oh, you're the little kid watching whatever. Well, yeah. But <laughs> other than that, I feel like that's uh, that was more of my start like going to shows. And then, like, probably like senior year, I was like a veteran, was going to like shows like every fucking weekend that, oh, uh, the venue that I used to go to was like uh, the Alpine where Sound and Fury first started. Mm-hmm. So like, that's, that's like the venue that like, I was always at. And like, so I'd see all these shows coming through. Cause it was like, it popped off for a little bit. And I feel like that got me straight into hardcore, like the main hardcore that you see uh, nowadays and stuff.
1: That's, that's really cool. Especially having like a, when you, when you have the benefit of growing with growing into it with a, with a fucking popping venue is it's such an advantage. I was just reminiscing earlier today, posted, I posted a thing on Instagram about a summer. It was like a summer show flyer for just right here in central Pennsylvania. And, uh, there's this venue called the championship. It's by Harrisburg, the state capitol. And, uh, it was just every week show 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 it's just like a off the wall place for there to be shit but it was just hardcore shows I, I mean it was 18 years ago right so if you look at it the the, the list of bands looks a little dated but there's still some you know yeah. there's early like blacklisted stuff Iron Age uh, yeah. Strength for Reasons Death of Fortis Honors like all that stuff like and it, it's like a sign of the times but it was just such a it reminded me how cool it was to just have that like every day I mean not, not every day three times a week yeah. you could go to these shows and it sounds like you might've benefited for something similar.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like literally I saw like, like a, a, a touring band, like almost every week. Cause it was like what, 2006, 2000, like 2005, yeah. 2006 era. Like that's that about kind, the same time period I'm like talking about. Yeah. Here. And I, yeah, I, I saw like so many bands because of it. Like, like you said, like Blacklist, like shipwreck, rank, like those kind of bands. Like I was watching them periodically because they were always coming out. And like I, it was, it was sick too. And like, that's what, I feel like those kind of bands formed like what I wanted to do after that. Like, what's cool, them but and like, you know, like, okay, well, it's like, it's, 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 it's more or less like, because every band sounded different at that time, too.
1: Yeah. Like, well, that's yeah. kind of what I was going to get to is that that's cool that that was a bit of an inspiration for you, but I wouldn't say that Dead Heat sounds anything like that, any of uh, those bands, at least, or anything from that era. I mean, Iron Age, when they first came out and were doing the constant struggle thing, that was a little bit, but. Still, that was a little rare for hardcore. So, how did you how did you get tipped towards this crossover direction?
0: I I guess we we've always, all of us kind of had that like crossover feel because we always like liked like thrash, I guess. So we, yeah. we we're we we're into like fucking
1: hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
0: Bands with like you know that had the the crossover sound like just the I, I can't really the name right names right now because I'm like spacing but it it basically stemmed from us like oh we had like a, a thrash metal phase and we're like you know what we should start like writing like this and then like they're like and then we f- figured out like bands had already been like that like like how Leeway and all those bands did like they were kind of already doing that or did that before and we're like all right well let's just try a new a new version of that and make it like hardcore I guess yeah. Because kids yeah. were really into that kind of sound at the time too. Like Power Trip was big, and it was like, like people were into that kind of like head banging sound. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I yeah, like yeah, and, that
1: I, was. and I think I think they still are. And there's some just some some great examples of bands doing it right now, like yourselves, like Enforced, maybe that yeah means a little more metal you know whatever but it's but it's just cool it's I, I really like how well you guys are pulling off and endless torment is like head and shoulders above the rest of your material and i don't mean that as a slight to your other shit too sad. i would just, when i've put on these i don't know what it is is it five tracks yeah five tracks i put on these five tracks and like immediately i was like whole there it is now they now they got it like like it, it was like the thing that you've been building towards and and uh so how long have you I mean you, you mentioned you recorded these maybe back in October or something but how long have you been really sitting on writing these tracks
0: these tracks I guess we we've, we started pushing it in the middle of last year like to like finish finish mm-hmm. writing and like we had maybe like two of them two three written. That we've played before and like in the last two years whatever but we just never like we never recorded them so nobody ever heard them so it's not like anybody would pop off to them or anything so we're just like you know what it's finally time to like settle down write like a consistent like five songs something just to put something out and eP mm-hmm. was perfect because it's like you can write four songs and then just rewrite an old song or something like that. <laughs> and that's kind of how it was because we just needed to get our foot out again because after this I feel like we're gonna start writing our lP like consistent like we're starting to get to the phase where we're all like clicking and on like things about songs in certain ways and we're all like sending each other stuff now like it's getting back to the point where we're really trying to push it
1: the uh the title track endless torment i was listening to it i just a couple weeks ago and i just listened to it again earlier today and i was like the fucking riff that comes in somewhere between three minutes and three minutes and 30 seconds and it's i it's funny that you're wearing a Sepultura shirt because yeah, that's,
2: that's what i was
1: about to say that is like a fuck it's a total Sepultura riff right what's an homage yeah. is it uh what is it is it desperate cry what it like tell me like, i've been trying to yeah. figure this out <laughs> i'm trying to think
0: of what i think of desperate cry yeah
1: is it Desperate is cry? It? Like, I, I I literally listened to it. This is, this is what I did at work the other week. I was listening to, to Endless Torment, uh, yeah. and then I was like going through Sepultura songs, trying to find it. I was like, where the fuck is that? That sounds exactly like Sepultura, which is a compliment, which is a good thing. No, it's
0: Troops of Doom, please. No, no, no. no. Trips of did it
1: in. Yeah, you just did it. I just heard you do it with your <laughs> voice. <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. It's, yeah. it's great. It's great. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's, it doesn't matter where it came from. It's awesome. It's uh, it sounds great, and you know that was to be hearing yeah. stuff like that got me excited.
0: Uh, that that breakdown for sure like, was like one of those epitome like things like I'm like I, I need to have something like this in one of our songs one of these days like and like I don't know I I thought it was funny too because like we're gonna play with Cavalera Conspiracy yeah yeah and I'm like oh they're gonna they're gonna know for sure like we gotta, <laughs> but I'm like it's just it's just me like worshiping them. And like, I feel like all of us are like into that right now. Like we're, we're, we're heavy and in, into like that subleter sound. And I think you could tell with like the endless torment tracks, like mm-hmm.
1: it's yeah.
0: heavier than it was before.
1: Yeah. And I think, I think that's what sticks out to me about it. It's, it, it's like, uh, fuck i don't know i don't know what a good good way to describe it is it's just it, it was like you were doing the crossover thing but then like it crunched it up like a whole bunch and it's, it just has this has a sepultura feel it has like this like seriously big metal thing going on without losing all the the hardcore stuff um and I, it's just a, it's like a perfect example of of crossover uh and it, i think it's i think it's super cool this is a a split release in the, in that triple B and tank crimes are both putting it out. How did that part come about?
0: Um, well, we, when we were on tour with a uh, municipal waste and crowbar, um, Scotty from tank crimes, he runs tank crimes. He, mm-hmm. he was, I think he was managing stage managing, uh, uh, municipal waste. And then, uh, we just got cool with him and he'd like, we had talked about it like, Oh, like let's work with each other one day. And then like, we were, uh, I forget when it was, but we hit him up and we we're like, you know, he had mentioned something about a split release with Triple B. I was like, oh, we should try that one day. And then like, it just came into fruition when we were just like talked to Sam from Triple B, and it it just became like a an easy thing for them. So they're just like, all right, yeah. let's do it. And it, I'm I'm so happy about that. Having like the Tank Crimes like fan base like mm-hmm. was it's sick too. Like,
1: yeah, I bet that I bet that. Uh add some legitimacy to that. He, cause I feel like you've, you've won over the hardcore crowd. Like we all know yes. you, you you're in, right. But maybe that, uh, more, I mean, Tank Crimes definitely knows that crossover sound and that, and that yeah. more, uh, I don't want to say, I'm going to say spazzy, but I don't mean spaz the band. You know no, what I mean? No, like, no, I this is more think. like, you know, Tank Crimes style, uh, punk and hardcore to like, you fit in, in that world too. So I think it's a, it's a really cool pairing. The songs, um, five songs, you said one one is a re-record?
0: Yeah, uh, one's a re-record from a, it's like a, a song from a comp. It's like a triple B comp that mm-hmm. came out I think, last year. And uh, we just re-recorded because we we re- we first recorded it with our drummer. And it was just like in his like, practice club. but he has like, he records a bunch of bands. But we finally decided to re-record it in like a better studio since we had the, the time to do it. And we just made it like legit, I guess. Made it sound how we wanted to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, these did I, I'm going off of memory. Did you have uh, Arthur Risk get his hands on these tracks as well? Yeah. He,
0: he makes and mastered it. So,
1: which is. Seems to be like the, the guy to go to these days.
0: Exactly. You know? I, and I've always wanted to work with him. He's a fucking mastermind with all this shit. And like, he's worked with so many bands that I love and helped out like with those so i'm like all right
1: well it's it's only natural that I, I feel like we should have gotten yeah no no it's a it's a it's a pretty pretty good pairing and you can you can hear it too he has this he has that uh i don't know i don't even know how to explain it because like i i've i've talked to other people about this like exact same conversation i don't know how you explain the uh touch he has especially when you're doing a mixing and mastering but it's but you hear it you know yeah. like it's it's there and it's it's distinctly it's unique it's his but what it is i, I don't know exactly
2: yeah
0: and it, I, yeah it's it's one of those things that it's, he just has his own natural feel to it and like you could hear it in his sound like it's chris it's also like crazy i don't know how to explain it it's a little it's muddy too like
1: yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no it's good it's 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 very cool oh the uh i, I know what i want to ask you about the the cover art for this record is the dude the melted face dude right is this like a, is this the dead heat mascot at this point
0: yeah basically
1: does he have a name
0: we just we just call him bones basically bones? we should have gave him like a better legit name but it it's always been like oh that's bones whatever
1: <laughs> that's good it's it's very fitting for a band involved in thrash
0: yeah, that, that that's know, that's kind have, of like one of those things too. Like we've always had the idea of like having like an Eddie or something like logo kind right. of thing. So we're like, let's work with that. Like yeah. from our first record, we just built off that. We basically wanted to make it like from our demo. It's like t- the guy evolving into what he is, basically.
1: <laughs> like, like our demo. Your last record like is gonna a, be a, a fully dressed volume.
0: man. <laughs> it's like a bald guy with a gun on it, but then like the next record is just like the small like fucking deteriorated and then like I'm trying to like make the story like with this new record, like it's obviously like him peeling his face off and like it's like the the, the final form of it going through or something. I don't know.
1: Have you had the same guy do the art for all this? Or is no, this no, no. different different um
0: people? our original guitarist Anthony did a certain death. He drew the and he, he had like the original like art for it. Like he made up everything, like the skull guy and like all the original kind of like punk drawings and stuff. And he basically made our, our design with that. And then um we had uh, this guy Hayden Hall. He goes by Six Slice on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's he's crazy. He has like he does like movie artwork for like horror films and stuff like that kind of things. Yeah. And we saw him. We are just like we asked him to do World at War, and that came out perfect. He he did a double sided, so it was like a I don't know, twelve by twenty four full mm-hmm. thing, and that came out beautiful. And so we're just like we we have to work with him for uh, this next one. <laughs>
1: That's cool you know i mean not that not, not that i'm saying you're obligated to do it forever but i i really like when bands like link up with an artist and pretty much stick with the same person to do their shit i also understand like branching out eventually but it's but it's cool when there's like a connected tissue not only just in sound but also in in the visual and yeah. uh, i like i like the visual of dead heat because i do think it's unique especially with how deeply embedded in hardcore you guys are and obviously the hardcore world is part of part of your sound but uh is there a temptation to try to break out of that at all to try to find this like quote-unquote success that other bands playing crossover have found outside of hardcore or do you feel like you can do both i mean we've tried We've, we've tried
0: to step up with like different shows like that's how like we got onto that uh metal injection fest thing. It was just mm-hmm. all just like metal bands, like exhum, cavalier, like all those kind of like so I I'm glad we step into those kind of and like we're we're able to like step up with them, you know what I mean? And which right. is cool. Like I, I love that we're we're actually like stepping in that kind of direction. Cause I love to see different crowds. Different crowds are like you can just tell like how they are. Like the metal crowds are just like headbangers, you know, they'll just yeah. like Keep doing. i just like yeah, I'm just yelling at you all the whole time. And it feels crazy because they are just like they just want to see something happen, as opposed to like hardcore kids that they, they're they're like in it for like the stage dive the dancing.
2: They're, they're dickheads.
0: <laughs> there you go.
2: All right, look, I, yeah, it, it,
0: it's very it's very um very judgy in hardcore yeah. moments.
1: But, no, it's all. It's what? always been. It's always been that way, man. I've look. I've said this the whole. I, I'm I'm a lifelong hardcore dude, right? So so don't like. It's, I'm talking shit on my own people, right? But it's. I used to always say this back when I I was living in Baltimore uh, for almost a 10 year period. It was basically during the height of the TUI thing, a little before, a little after, and uh, I used to go to a lot of metal shows, though, at places like the Auto Bar, and that was like the best best venue for a gig like that. I mean, there was sidebar, which is best for hardcore shows, whatever, but, but uh, my favorite shows to go to were just metal shows at the autobar because it was so much fun. Everybody was there to have a good time. There was a bunch of Spanish guys. We used to just call the satanic Hispanics that would just, (laughs) you know, like go nuts and puke on their shoes. And they're like, it was just like, everybody was there having a blast. But then you go to that same venue for a slightly different sound and bands and it'd be a hardcore show. And you had to fight people. Like You had to, like it was going to happen, but you could just go to the metal show and have a fucking good time. And so, uh, so I understand what you're saying.
0: Yeah, it's it's just um, it's ego that kicks in. Yeah, people just feel like they need to like show up, and it's not always it doesn't always be like that. People could have a good time, but you know how hardcore kids are.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's the, the the toughness aspect of it, uh, you know, and and you don't have that a lot of times in metal shows or among metal crowds. They're just people trying to have a good time, and I think that's yeah. that's really fun. I love them both, but you know me too yeah yeah
0: <laughs> me, I, I i grew up in both like like the punk voicing scene was like the same thing as like metalheads like just listening to brujeria all the time like those kind of like and that's what i grew up listening to like same thing my sister was like heavy heavy metalhead her whole life and so growing up like even before 10 years old i, I knew like sepultura dancing like it songs like and all those kinds of things so i was like i felt like i had a leg up with listening to like aggressive music and with like all those things but i'm like i i feel like i don't know like just growing up in those kind of scenes seeing like people were like more about the music and metal and stuff and then going into the hardcore scene and seeing like more toughness it was just like all right well that's how you <laughs> see it that's how it is
1: it takes a little bit of maturity to get past the posturing and to get, get to get past seeing the posturing too like like at this point i can recognize it and have it not annoy me where at some point it was like well uh, if they're gonna do it, then I'm gonna do it, and now we're just gonna have some some s- type of stupid issue where, yeah. like, you know, now I'd go to a show and not even recognize the <laughs> the dickheads being dickheads, but uh, yeah. but anyway, th- th- we don't need to talk shit on hardcore. I mean, I don't nah. know. the record. It's five songs. It's pretty quick, but there's a little bit of tempo shift. Um, what is it? Tears of the is Tears there a the song wolf. Tears of the Wolf? Tears of singing. The wolf tears of it. So tell tell me about that track. Is that a, was that a departure? I know you've done similar things, but was that more of a departure from your typical?
0: Yeah, uh, that was like our, because we've had like a couple hair metal kind of song, type sounding songs before, like yeah. just something more like I guess, Ozzy <laughs> like, or not Ozzy, but yeah. Type, yeah, like sure. Those kind of yeah. type riffs. And um, that song is basically about my, my dog that I had for like 15 years for like yeah. half my life. And like I just thought like, you know, I lost basically like my best friend kept me live with that shit. So I was like, you know, I had to write a song about him. And that and I just thought Tears of a Wolf was like a straight kind of like Aussie kind of like <laughs> reference note. Like how at the moon type shit.
1: Oh yeah. That's great. That's great. No, I, I liked it. I like it. It was a nice change. It's a nice change to the tracks. And uh obviously you you seem just as you seem comfortable doing that as well. Uh, vocally, <laughs> I think that really shows, uh, which is a, again, is a, is a compliment. The the thing officially drops July 28th. I know you've already announced a few tour dates. I think this weekend you're doing Texas with Mindforce yes. and then later in the month you got something going on with Raw, Bra- Raw Brigade and a couple Spanish bands, right? Is there yeah. a couple Spanish bands on there?
0: Yeah, uh, two, to- two bands from Spain. Arma X and uh, this this <laughs> this
1: something, whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah. No.
1: This good. They're good. They're good. Yeah, they're good. Yeah.
0: They're good. they're good bands from Spain. I'm glad they're getting like, they're coming out here and doing that shit too. I'm glad Robert Brigade is bringing them out because having Robert Gay from Colombia is mm-hmm. like, but now being like a U.S. band, then bringing that shit out. I, I love, I love Spanish, like type bands. We've had a song in Spanish too before. So it's like, yeah. Try to just mix it up with like cultural.
1: Well, I, th- I think it's cool that you have a, uh, that like, even though the ad mat for that tour is mostly in Spanish. Like I, I, I think it's cool to embrace that side of it. Uh, and because you and I both know that there's plenty of people out there who love the music, whose primary language is Spanish anyway. So to see like a band and especially a band like raw brigade, who's like yeah. just straight up like hardcore punk and like you guys, who's kind of on the other spectrum of, on the other side of the spectrum of hardcore, where you got more of the metal influence, and then to bring some other Spanish, band. it's a it's a cool it's a very cool uh, tour, uh, I think. So that's that's awesome, and I know you're going to do you're hitting the Rumble at the beginning of that, and I think this is hardcore at the end.
0: No, uh, Sound of Fury.
1: Sound of Fury. Sound of Fury. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so that's already a lot for what you guys got going on. Is there anything else this year that's already or you can can't can't announce? And announced that's happening with Dead Heat after the release of
2: Endless Um, Torment. We
0: we just have a lot of flyout dates that we're doing. We're doing, we're playing Canada for the first time in September. Um, it's uh, the fest out there, and then we're doing something in October. And we have like one one flyout show every month from here to like November so far. We're going to like New York area in November. Came. I don't, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say who. <laughs>
2: That's all that. right, don't.
0: <laughs> but yeah, we're doing like flyout dates a lot. I, I, I really want to tour on this. Like I really want to like push this record out and like do like a fucking full US or two week something. But I know the guys are busy. Our drummer has two kids. Like everybody's yeah. living far away. Like our, our other guitarist lives in San Diego, which is like four hours away from me. Everybody's kind of split up. And uh, right now, our guitarist is actually living in New York, so it's like, <laughs> and we're all kind of like mixed up everywhere. So it's kind of hard to just like find specific shows to play.
1: That's that's cool though. I mean, especially to be to the point where you're doing fly dates, That's a that's a certain level a band hits. You know what I mean? That's not just yeah. that's you know to, to have to have two labels of uh, the press or of of the stature of Triple B and Tank Crimes. Both wanting to and willing to release a record from your band, and to get you know you're on these tours, you're doing you're doing a lot of cool things. I think it's pretty great. It feels like the dead heat uh, stock is going up, and
0: uh, I, I hope so, man. Because I got a lot of shirts I need to get rid of someday.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it could be worse. You could you could be stuck with records. You ever get stuck with records from a band? Yes, yes. That's, uh, I've yeah, I've got I
0: have, I have a box full of other records from my old bands. And I'm like. What the fuck yeah. do I do? I work at a record store now and I don't, I don't like, I should just bring them here and sell them. But I'm like, <laughs> who the
2: fuck wants this shit?
1: <laughs> yeah, I got the same problem. I got records from my old Pan that is yeah. seven inches from over 10 years ago that are just here. I just throw them in, I throw them in people's packages randomly. I do the same thing. Like,
0: yeah. Then I'm like, wait, do I really want people to listen to this shit?
1: Somebody's got it. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I get rid of them. All right. So, last one. I ask everybody this this is really generic question, but I do it anyway. Endless Torment again, July 28th, Tank crime show will be records. What are you most looking forward to with the release of this record?
0: Fucking just doing shit again. Cause like, I feel like we were kind of stagnant for a little bit. Like we were putting out new music. So we're just playing the same things over and over. Now I feel Mm -hmm. like it's fresh. You know, we actually have material that people like are listening to again. And I feel like more people will like get into it. And listen to our whole discography as well like with it and i'm just i'm just uh anticipating more of a reaction i guess
1: So there you have it. That was my conversation with Chris. The song you just heard was Eyes of the Real from the Endless Torment EP. Surely by now, after you've heard both of those singles and our conversation, you will emphatically agree with my assessment that this is their best material yet. And you know what? I've seen Heard and read the same from other good opinions, too. I heard Bob on the Axe to Grind podcast mention the same thing. I read the similar sentiment in Decibel magazine. And I want to tell you here first that I said it first. Okay. Uh, I said it to Chris to his face before I read or heard these things. So na, 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 na boo I was the first one to say this rules. This is the best stuff. And that's what's most important is winning is being number one, the first to get it done. And even though I wasn't that officially and you just have to go by my word, I think you can uh, take my word for granted or not take my word for granted or whatever it means. Just validate me. Okay. Say it. You were right, Dan. Anyway, Thanks to Chris for the conversation. Uh, he joined me on a lunch break like I often join other people. So that was very cool of him. But mostly thank you to Chris for providing this excellent music. I hope this is the record that wants dead heat to the top of the heap where I think they do belong. There is a vacancy for this sound and uh, there's a lot of up and coming contenders. But I think dead heat are the ones. What, what else is going on? What else do I need to talk to you about before I close this thing down? Of course, there's getting it out. It's always there for you. It's ready for you to go look at stuff. I am just now type, 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 typing up a little article on how upon stone. Just signed to Century Media Rex records. That's Rex is short for records, not like Rex specs. Although Rex specs were cool. Not if you were wearing them. Not that's like only in hindsight kind of thing. Like, does anybody wear Rex specs anymore? I doubt it. But they were the shit. But again, they weren't. You were a total dork if you were wearing them. But like in hindsight, they were pretty cool. They were like, I don't know, they were like giant goggles that you'd wear to play basketball. And uh, it was just a thing only nerds had to do because you wore glasses. But some people were really good in their rec specs. Look at Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Pretty good, huh? Pretty good example of a guy in rec specs. Hakeem Olajuwon, warm at one point. These are good athletes. Uh, Some of the best ever, arguably top 10 basketball players. Hakeem, some people might not in or out. Kareem, definitely. Anyway, getting carried away. Let's end this with a song, as I always do. And this one is going to come from Hazing Over, which is a Pittsburgh band. Uh, you might call them. You might just let's simplify it and just call it metallic hardcore. There's a lot more going on than that. There's some mathy parts, there's some maybe new metal parts, but uh it's it's they're tightening up. This is a new EP from them. I forget what the EP is called to be honest. Whoops, mistake on my part. But the song that I'm going to play for you is called Tightrope Walker and it's off of their new EP which just dropped, I believe last week. So if you want to hear more from hazing over, please go to the internet and search it and find it and jam out to it. This is a quick one. It's only about a minute long, but thank you for listening. Bye-bye.
0: Soft